just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. It's always doubt with us every year. It's like, oh, well, the Saints can't do this because something or, you know, Drew's gone and it. I, I don't, I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't care. And I'm coming in every year to think that we're going to be the shit. What up? Welcome to Black and Gold BS, the Irreverent Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media. I'm Jacob Krasno, joined by Allison Pratt. Uh, Sean will be with us at some point um, if he so chooses to uh, mourn the the 2022 Saints. Losers again in London. Uh, the game was at a reasonable time for you, Allison, but I had to wake up yes. at six in the morning to watch that shit show, and it was still dark outside. Um, there's nothing quite like having heart palpitations over a football game before the sun comes up. It's really... I'd uh, say I've done that in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's a unique experience, but... Yeah, what what else is there to say about this team? <laughs> the fourth game of the year, they looked a little better on offense with Andy Dalton leading the charge, but the same old mistakes doomed them. Can you remember the last time we were in fourth place? That's a good question. It would probably be the last time we started 0-4. So off the top of my head, I think that was in 2012, unless we started 0-4 in one of the other 7-9 seasons. Yeah. And I guess at, at a point in time, because in 2017 we started 0-2, or yeah. We, but, yeah. like, I don't, I don't remember the, this far into the season feeling. I mean, look, it's, it, it's a half game out, technically. Right. Fine. From, like, the next yeah. place and even just, like, I guess technically two and a half games or no, only one and a half games behind Tampa. So whatever. And Tampa and Atlanta play each other this weekend. It's not like it's a lost cause to imagine winning this division. And like, by the way, I watched enough football last weekend. Cause I watched basically from nine 30 in the morning until I went to bed with a pause for house of dragon. <sighs> um, the NFC stinks. It's pretty bad. There's, so, there's exactly and all the divisions stink. So like, I, I just, I, I think seven playoff teams, like someone's going to be eight and nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so can't... like, it's not, and like, let's not forget we were pulling for like an eight and nine Saints slash, like they could have made the playoffs with like way less talent. Granted, like, I think we're all reeling from not having a, you know, we all knew Sean Payton was one of the best coaches in the NFL, but I think not one of the three of us wanted to acknowledge just how big of an impact that his absence would have. Um, yeah. And we sort of brought that up uh, in one of the summer pods that we needed to be a little cautiously optimistic that like Payton is a genius and he knows things and has like intangible skills that are irreplaceable. Like he has an artist's flourish that just isn't going to be replicated by anyone off the street. And I think it's showing that Dennis Allen either doesn't have that 
those special attributes to take him to like the elite level or even just like a an above average or average level of being a head coach um or he just hasn't developed them yet um so i think that was something we were aware of but we all kind of like drank the kool-aid and bought the narrative from the team that it would just be uh you know business as usual business as usual basically yeah um i think what one of the things that occurred to me that is one of the reasons why the season has been so tough so far is that it hasn't been fun to watch like a team can be fun to watch and they can be scrappy and play hard and lose and like there can be i guess like a you know a a pyrrhic victory a sense of like all right better days are ahead but we're not really getting that from this team like it's been pretty unwatchable from beginning to end except for that fourth quarter against the falcons so i think that's what's that's kind of like what's been eating at me for the last month is that i have not had fun watching this team at all this year and like that really sucks yeah, I'd say there were flashes of of fun adjacent in the London game, but it continued to get offset by either Marshawn just having like a career bad day. Like he was basically the football equivalent of like a dunk poster where the other guy, like bad. Um, and yeah. then that was, you know, I think it was three third and longs that got extended by trash penalties on that last drive where the Vikings came down to go ahead. Like it doesn't matter how many flashes of good you have when you just like continue to get reminded that that disproportionately happens to our team. Um, Sure. But yeah, I would agree with you that I, did not enjoy a single minute of the Panthers game <laughs> or the Bucks game. And the first half of this game made me want to go back to sleep. Um, <laughs> but um, I agree with you about Dalton. I think his presence proved two things to me. One, Jameis was incredibly injured and that's being proven true by the fact that he's not practicing. And so whatever yeah. idiot let him play in the Tampa game, like, that was ridiculous. And I guess it was just they, Jameis wanted to play and they were like, okay. Um, and two, like even without Michael Thomas, like all you need is just like a patient, a relatively patient, semi-accurate quarterback to run the offense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the offense was methodical, like save for Dalton's like one dumb fumble, like incredibly methodical. He made some really good throws. We used Taysom in, in a great way, save for a couple of stupid times. He just like ran straight like he does. That annoys me. But like there was some beautiful like long seven-minute drives in the second half that he made the right throw and took the right read. And like Jameis wasn't doing that. And you could say it was because he's has less experience than Andy Dalton or because he was hurt or both. But it gave me some hope that like, the bones are there and the talent is there. Cause that has been, that was my worry last time I was on the pod. Like we have so much more talent on offense than a year ago. And like, yeah. they couldn't score any touchdowns. And so like, I was like, all right, at least we can put points up on the board. Um, 
and like make make it somewhat of a game, right? And so I feel good about it. And also Seattle's defense is trash when we get to next week. So like I, I think I'm feeling yeah. cautiously optimistic that that was like somewhat <laughs> enjoyable um, to watch in the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter from an offense perspective. Um, but sure, I totally agree with you that like there's a difference between other years where last year in particular, where you like almost because we had no expectations, even in games you lose, yeah. you're like, well, you know, we did our best. Like there was flashes of hope there. The defense looked great. Like all these things. Um, there's less yeah. of that, but I'm feeling less negative than I was after the Panthers game in general, just because there is flashes of like intentional offense. Yeah. Whereas like there was just like no sign of life of like any sort of game plan in the prior two games, three, except for like basically the last nine minutes of the fourth quarter of the first game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am still wondering like with regards to Jameis, like how much of his poor play was because of the back injury and how much of it was just him missing Peyton and missing that, that mentorship. Yeah. And maybe he just feels more pressure this year to yeah. be the guy and he's forcing throws and trying to make plays that he shouldn't be making. Um, and that, that offensive mind that was always there on the sideline telling him what to do isn't there anymore. Yeah. So I wonder how much of that is a factor. Um, <laughs> part of me wonders if, if the season continues to slide downhill, do we just turn this into a house of dragon recap podcast? <laughs> I feel like that I would mean... be more fun. <laughs> Honestly, if we did like 10 minutes on the game, that happened 10 minutes on next week and then 10 minutes on house of dragon. I think that would be more fun or even more time on house of dragon. It would be. Cause it's, it's exhausting to talk about the same <laughs> bullshit every week. And it's funny today on Twitter, I saw uh, Ralph Marlborough of saints happy hour tweeted that a lot of people will ask him for advice about how to start a saints podcast. And what he tells people is that well, he asks the question and the question is, would you still want to do it when the team is five and nine? And I think we're, we're reaching that point already of yeah. like, Oh, this is terrible. We have to talk about these bums every week. And yeah, I wrote about this in, in my boot crew article this week, but it's like, I think we're getting to the age and we've seen enough football to know that like this team is just like cursed or doomed and like, it's not fun. And you start to understand why like all your older aunts and uncles like they watch the games but they hate the saints and like it's they're so cynical about everything and it's because they care and like it just sucks watching something you love dissolve every sunday morning <laughs> wow thanks yeah. for the positivity on this on this night but uh however it's a lesson yeah. in growing up in that you and i and Sean, should he choose to grace us with his presence, have always let this team, good or bad, like bleed into the week of our life yes. based on the results. Um, and I think 
both having watched enough and having lived through enough uncontrollables that have happened to this team, even when they have the magic that we clearly don't have this year. Um, we're not letting it do that anymore. No. Call it maturity. <laughs> call it being jaded. Call it both. But I think that's that's part of it, too. Yeah. Hey, that's why we have things like House of the Dragon to distract yeah. us from uh, in order to distract ourselves from like the 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 horrible reality that is the world we live in. We watch <laughs> we yeah. watch a facsimile of a different reality where things are like way worse and like terrible and brutal, but we can't get enough of the drama. Yeah, we watch kids cut other kids eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, hey, maybe that would be nice. I could only watch the Saints with one eye. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Things where people get like mutilated, uh, I can't. That's no, like I wasn't. I have years. to admit, I was not watching. Also, watching the season pregnant has been horrendous because there's lots of <laughs> birth death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally the first, the first, uh, the pilot. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Should we be talking about this on a Saints no. podcast? It's <laughs> no. gone completely off the rails. <laughs> Let's talk about this week. Are you going? I am going to the game. It'll probably be the only game I get to go to this year. Um, right. Sean, I think, will be there as well. And I'm assuming he'll also be at the game in Phoenix. But I had a, oh, I yeah. kind of half-jokingly suggested to my family that we sell the tickets. Because I just I don't know if I can sit through... Uh, a, a game of no offense and where I'm like completely hungover and like feel physically miserable. That might be well, too much. I might vomit on, on the brand new concourse in the Superdome. You just need the, you just need a beer and some fried food, to get you back to equilibrium. Yeah. I need some of those uh, totally not frozen uh, chicken tenders that they sell in the Superdome doesn't even matter how frozen they are. They're like half breading. They're so good. Yeah. But hey, I get to watch the Giants at 930 this morning on Sunday. Free Saints. <laughs> are <laughs> they playing in London? Mm -hmm. They're playing in London, right? Yeah. Are they in Tottenham or in Wembley? I don't know. I thought the Tottenham Stadium was cool. Then they showed all the like how they flipped it. Yeah. And Ted Lasso was there. Still have not seen that show. What? Yeah. I don't you have would Apple. love it. That you of everyone in my life would like love that show the most. <laughs> Everybody like, keeps you telling me that. Vibe with like you have a Jason Sudeikis energy and it's just like it's like your humor. Like and it's about like how sport well, maybe you need it right now. It's like about how sports bring you together. Maybe I do need something like that. <laughs> I hope I you have do. Jason Sudeikis energy. I would love to marry someone like Olivia Wilde. And then go through a I disgusting would, divorce would, where she's oh. banging like the number one <laughs> rock star in the world. <laughs> anyway, this weekend, I I I know I predict we win every week, but <laughs> I actually think that we will win. Like, I don't know if you know that Geno Smith right now has like set an NFL record for like highest completion percentage through four games. Really? I, I know he's it's not like, doing that bad. No, he's doing incredibly. He's 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 cooking. 
Jeannie, he's cooking the way that Russ is not cooking currently. He has a, like a 78% completion percentage through four games. Oh my God. He's coming for Drew's record. <laughs> and so it's like, I just don't think he's the type of quarterback that that's like sustained behavior. Like I think it's an aberration. No, definitely. Um, and he's due. They're coming from the West coast to us. I think that that actually plays a factor. Um, and they're coming off like scoring 48 points. They must be tired on both ends of the ball. They got 45 points scored on them by the lions and they score 48 points. They're tired. And then they have to get on a cross country flight. Yeah. I, I think it, probably bodes well for our offense, even if like Michael Thomas sits and Dalton starts again. Um, the fact that Jared Goff was able to put up 45 points on that defense without, with, yeah, right, you're about without, to say it. Sorry. Without Deandre Swift or Amon Ra St. Brown. Um, I, I think we could, we, we might be able to actually score more than, than 30 points on this team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I agree. I, I've been probably the most negative about the Saints of the three of us so far this year, but we can't like count out the possibility that they will turn it around and maybe Dennis Allen learns from his mistakes. And also a point that's been brought up is that we have been turning the ball over at like an insane rate. So that will probably regress to the mean at some point. Um, yeah. And the, hopefully the penalties will too. I mean, that's like a whole other thing. Yeah. But you have to think that like eventually luck will be on our side and the ball will start to bounce our way. Um, it's going to happen eventually. Like we're not going to be a one in 16 football team. Like I no. think that that's not going to happen. Um, no. This is a very winnable game. Um, very. Like Kamara's due to have a breakout day. He is. Yeah, he's been basically a non-factor the entire season. It's To me, though, this game is like a a bit of a must-win. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just One because we go. Well, of course, just not, not even from like that. Just like then we host the Bengals. Right. right? Luckily and for like, us, the Bengals don't exactly look like world beaters this year either. No, they don't. But um, – their defense is very good. Um, and I think Burrow like is is a little rusty from having not played in the preseason. Um, and obviously they have really talented wide receivers. Um, but um yeah, I mean that game, at least it's in the dome. And then we have a Thursday night game, and then we play the Raiders, and then we play the Ravens. Like that's like a tough stretch of games. Yeah, the Ravens game is one that scares me. Like, yeah, rightfully like, so. That sounds like one where I'd like a Mon's eye situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to watch Lamar Jackson have like a career day. No. Well, the last time, well, we haven't played Lamar Jackson in a while, but didn't we? We beat them in 2018, right in uh, in Baltimore, and we like shut him down. That was yeah, the game where that was when um. Their kicker missed. Justin Tucker missed like a, I can't remember if it was a field goal or an extra point. I think it was an but extra was, point. Yeah. It was on like the two yard line and he shaved yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That was a, an example of when 
it's your year. Right. Who knows? So. Maybe maybe our luck will turn around. And I agree with you. I do think we're going to win this week. I'm going to speak it into existence. Love it. Um, I agree. We course. are somehow massive favorites. Really? What's the line? The last time I looked at the line, it was six and a half. Let me tell you. It's moved to five and a half because, yeah, that was way too high. Um, Interesting. But I find that very weird. Yeah. What's the over-under? Do you know that off the top of your head? Um, the over I'll look right now. The over-under is, where is it on here? 46 and a half. So we have an implied point total of 27? Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe Vegas. Uh, Vegas always seems to know something that we don't. I think we'll win 100 to negative 4. I think <laughs> that's, uh, that's a very realistic score. It's definitely what's going to happen. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I, yeah, like I said, if Jared Goff can – eviscerate the Seahawks defense with all of his offensive players on the side, like his best weapons on the sideline, then I think Andy Dalton can, he'll have himself a game. And it, it's, so it seemed like in the Vikings game that we really wanted to establish the run and that we were running the ball pretty well. Um, and we love to run on second down. Yeah. The play calling is a little <laughs> predictable in that regard, but if that's something we can establish and it helps us control the clock and make play action passes a little easier, then maybe that's something the offense can build on. And I, I well, hope too, like we used to do this a ton with Drew and Kamara and like back in the day, Drew and like Pierre Thomas, um, like basically a run that's a screen or like a dump off in space. Right. Like we haven't done that at all this year like it's really just been and like we were having luck just like almost power running to a degree like with Latavius last week but like yeah I feel like that's when Kamara was like the number one fantasy pick overall is because he was basically getting passes that were glorified run options all the time and like cutting up the defense and we haven't done that like not once right that's one of the things that fantasy football players have lamented this year, but it, it is, <laughs> yeah. it is, I think a real factor in why yeah. the offense is sputtered. For um, sure. Drew it Brees, spreads out the defense and now they yeah. just pack it in. Like, like if you can't go deep, if everybody's covered deep or in the middle of the field and then Kamara's just sitting there waiting to catch a dump off and like, you're going to get an easy five to seven yards every time you do that. Um, well, it's also why Slant Boy became Slant Boy, too. Because then it's like if you just throw that pass accurately, if you don't have the dump off to the right, like it's just an automatic six yards if you throw it perfectly. Yeah. And yeah. he's running the route perfectly. And like we're not doing either of those things because, I mean, granted, they were both hurt last week, but even when they were in, um, Michael Thomas, we did, we tried to do it a little bit in the Tampa game and the, in the Bucks game, but. Michael Thomas, I forget which one of those games he was like slipping in. Um, <laughs> I think it was the Falcons game. I think it was the Falcons uh, game. <laughs> and then there were a couple that, you know, Jameis didn't throw accurately, which is like literally the name of the game, which is why I'm I'm not happy he's hurt. I want him to heal, but I am happy to see what another week of Dalton means for the offense. Yeah. 
I have a feeling we're going to have a, an actual like quarterback controversy. If yeah. Dalton wins this game and looks good, I, I just I, I we haven't really been given a timeline on Jameis's injury, so like how long does a fractured vertebrae take to heal? I would imagine at least a month, like at least yeah. a couple weeks. And he played with that thing. I'm sure that didn't help. So yeah. we're probably looking at another two or three games of Dalton. And if we start I, winning and we look crisp, then what do you do? Yeah. And it, like our buy is so late. It's not even like you can like play until the buy and then like reassess. Right. Like it's like you, it would be a midweek in the media will start asking and it'll become a whole thing. Yeah. But I hope that is a good problem that we end up having. I agree. Adulting. I'd rather have that problem than not have it and us yes. be hoping for Jameis. And then it is bad stuff. <laughs> um, I'm jealous. You'll be at the game. Hopefully it's a good one. The last time I went to a game was the giants game last year. Ugh. When I left with 11 minutes left in the game, we were up by two scores. And by the time we'd gotten home, uh, which only took about 15 minutes, we were going to overtime. That game was dark. That was bad. That was, that was uh, not fun. Not fun at all. Yeah. Although I had fun in the dome while I was there. It was just the aftermath when I was at home. That was a bit of a bummer. Yeah. I felt like the crowd wasn't really in it last year. Y you know, it was kind of still in the COVID times a little bit. Yeah. Um, It'll be better this time. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how the crowd reacts, um, how restless they'll be, see if the team gets booed at all. I, I feel like I haven't been in the dome with a boo in a hot minute. I am trying to – I don't remember the last time we got booed. By yeah. our own fans. I don't know if I've ever been there in there when it, it's happened. I think I was very young. I think it and it wasn't even a boo. It was we referenced it last time I was on the pod was when we were calling for Delome. Yeah. I was literally like 10. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh this is one of those years where like I I definitely like miss like Buddy D and all those characters and yeah. kind of like the way the media landscape used to be where you would just tune into WWL and you yeah. get to hear all the fans bitching and moaning. We don't really have that anymore. I mean, we have Twitter, but I want to hear people complain in a yat accent. I don't want to have to read it. Yeah, I agree. It's, it, yeah, it would be like reading the 12 Yats of Christmas. So it'd be very weird. <laughs> yeah. And not festive. <laughs> ah, technology. It's ruined yeah. our, our uh, it's even ruining a, a losing football season. Yeah. Like we, all we have is venting and complaining. Yeah. And none of us have yet accents. No, I don't even have a, <laughs> a trace of being from the South anymore, except when my y'alls come out. Um, my think my score guess. Okay. Um, is probably I'm gonna say twenty four to fourteen. I think we're gonna lean on the run game or like 
some more run passing. Maybe they're listening to me. Um, and we're just going to be eating up a lot of clock. Um, and so it won't be as high scoring as the over-under suggests. Like, there's no way that the Seahawks can score that many points again. Um, we don't have a reason to believe the Saints can score more than 25 points yet. Um, and um, I think the defense will get pressure finally. There was a lot more glimpses of that last week, which I was happy to see. Um, and the Seahawks have a worse line um, up front. And Gino is due for some some errors. For sure. I, I'm a little afraid that like DK Metcalf is going to cook Lattimore, but I think that's just because of the recency bias of last weekend. Also uh, Lattimore is not the type of guy to have back to, like, he, I feel like he knows he got cooked and he is going to like have zero catches. <laughs> yeah. And la before last week, Lattimore had, arguably had been having his best season yeah. statistically, even though he's had some dumb penalties in the fight, but like his level of play has been outstanding. So yeah, I think I'm going to say that we win 21 to three. Love and it. We'll finally get some, some points on the board offensively. And we're just going to shut down this offense that I don't think Geno Smith is bad by any means, but I don't think that he's good enough to beat this defense. Yeah, I agree. They also don't really have um, that bell cow running back that Seattle no. has kind of been known for. Um, Rashad Penny doesn't really strike fear into no. the hearts of defenders. So I think we're going to win. I agree. Manifesting it, putting it out there. We need something good to happen. Please, Buddy D, Hap yeah, Glowdy, we, if you're out there. We need it. We need the help. Norman Hand. <laughs> what other Saints figures have died that may be watching? Will Smith, come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get it done. Light your, uh, light your Gail Benson prayer candles, people. We need, we need a win. Well, yeah. I guess we should wrap it up, huh? Yeah. Um, we don't have Sean to ad lib a Royal Honda ad read. Um, so I, I'll step up to the plate. Perfect. Royal Honda. If Sean had only gone to Royal Honda and purchased a vehicle, maybe he could have arrived to our podcast in time to actually <laughs> participate in it. Royal Honda. All right. For Sean in absentia, and Allison Pratt, I'm Jacob Krasno. This has been Black and Gold BS, the Reverend Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're a weird sicko, iHeartRadio, because we're on that now too. That is weird. Yeah. I don't know who listens to podcasts on iHeartRadio, but you never know. <laughs> Um. Yeah, leave us comments. Who dat? Until next week, when we win, we'll win. Toodaloo.